I share my ideas, you know, share my ideas with real estate agents in Northwest Arkansas. And that kind of led into a real estate brokerage. So now I'm the principal broker and the owner of a real estate brokerage. Heck yeah. Yeah. So like the other day was the first time I had ever heard the story of Mama Carmen's. Oh, yeah, bro. Like, what happened? <clears throat> what happened, I didn't have any other option except to just park at a coffee shop, dude, because <laughs> they had Wi-Fi. And so I literally started this thing out of a coffee shop in Fayetteville oh, with free Wi-Fi. For actually, for the first three years, and I was doing everything, you know, and not really even that good at any of it marketing, hiring, onboarding, training on contracts. But it's funny, you figure it out if you don't have a choice. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. If you don't have a choice, then you just make it work. It's like just like you're just so in it, and it's like you come up against a problem and you don't have a lot of resources. A lot of nowadays, I just kind of like throw money or people at it. Yeah. But back then, you couldn't do that. So it's like you come up against a problem. It's like, okay, I got to figure this out myself. Yeah, it's like a do or die. For real, like all the time. <laughs> yeah. And then you like get past one thing and then it's boom, you're right in front of another. So that's where I was back then. And part of that was like figuring out how to get on the internet, but I didn't have the ability to have my own Wi-Fi. <laughs> you know, so you yeah. just figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, this, was it always Mama Carmen's? Always, bro. <laughs> it was always the same. Unlimited refills. Oh, yeah, on coffee. Man, yeah. So Imagine it was a it was a life hack. When coffees weren't seven bucks, no refills. I think it was like one fifty, maybe. Oh, that's stupid. Yeah. Gosh, wasn't that long ago? Yeah, I know. That's the craziest part. Yeah. I went to the grocery store the other night, and I was like, "Is this a joke?" Like 70 bucks, I got three things. Like I got some coffee beans and some other... Bro, I'll tell you another joke is the fracking tipping energy, bro. Like I swear to God, if you want a piece of gum, you will tip a dollar minimum. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And then so it's like your total bill is like 120 at a coffee shop or something if you just get a black coffee. And then it gives you the option like one dollar... $2, $3. So you're tipping double what you're paying your coffee. Yeah, that's so stupid, man. And you feel like you should or you're a bad person because it's just like right here in front of you. (laughs) So if you click no, and what are you going to do? Other amount, 25 cents? That's bad energy. Have you seen the trends on social media where like... They'll be like, hey, you want to pet my dog like in the park? No. They'll be like, oh, yeah. And then they're like, oh, can you answer this real quick? And it's yeah, like the yeah, tip yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's a gimmick, Dude, I swear. Yeah, I feel like I can say this because it's not a Northwest Arkansas company, but I went to this breakfast place in Pittsburgh, Kansas the other day. It was called Toast. And, bro, when I tell you that these people, the only options they gave you, you had to go pick your food up and you ordered at the counter. They didn't have anyone coming around or anything. Their options were 25, 30, and 35% tips. That, I believe it. Is that not crazy? 100%. Like, what is, I don't know. Yeah. So, wait, is Mama Carmen's 
well, I guess base camp now. Yeah. Is that your favorite coffee shop? No. Around here? Uh-uh. What's your favorite like vibe coffee shop to chill at? From a vibe perspective? Uh-huh. Probably, you know, I hate to be a bot, but it's got to be Rogers downtown Onyx. Yeah. Like, how could it not be? You know, I know that that's 95% of everybody's answer, and I want to give one that's not. But you go up in there, and it's just like, it's undoubtedly the best energy. I mean, there's like freaking, like, you feel like you're in an Amazon, like, rainforest. There's like plants and shit, like, 30 feet high with, like, vines, and it's just got to be the best. Maybe even the best in the South kind of thing. It's one of the best coffee shops in the U.S. Like it's, that's what it's I'm been, saying. It's yeah, it's like it's crazy. Yeah. I feel like people. Uh, I made a little like TikTok reel of it once, and it had eighty thousand views because people didn't know. See? Like they're just even on camera, it's just a vibe. So it's one of those places that you. It's it's annoying having to say it every time. Yeah. Like when people ask, I would. I wish I could say a different answer, but it's just it's unbeatable. It yeah. Really I mean, is. it wouldn't even be surprising if like. You know, like you got your coffee and you were looking around and there were like just plants everywhere and vines. It would not even faze me if you saw like just like a little monkey eating fruit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, just they, like they perched up on the ceiling, just eating a little bit of fruit. And then you could just kind of dip out and be no big deal. You wouldn't even want to be like, dude, I just saw a monkey. It would just be a very natural I sh- thing. I should pitch it to John Allen. Be like, hey, you guys need monkeys, bro. It would go. <laughs> it you would know, it it'd would the, fit. It would be the most popular coffee shop in the world yeah they just had and they could live bro because it's a rainforest up in there yeah it's you crazy. know what i mean they could like flourish have you seen chimp empire uh-uh. dude it is the sickest shit ever <laughs> you'll get a look at humanity seriously please watch it what is it is it a show yeah it's about these chimps and they live in groups in the rainforest in uh, africa but it talks about like their social hierarchy and how people reign as leaders and which ones get kicked off and those that challenge leaders and then different groups have an awareness of where other groups are and are always jockeying for like more land and position in the rainforest. Dude, it's just like humanity. Yeah, that's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, Some of the parallels will blow your mind. I think our genetic makeup is what, like 98%? Yeah, it's like crazy close. Yeah, so I mean, we're pretty much the same anyway. Yeah. But it's just like it drives your thinking of human behavior. It actually gives you a ton of insight. Dude, when I was in Costa Rica and saw how they were, that was my first time seeing like wild monkeys. I'd seen the zoo of monkeys that are around people all the time, but I'd never seen just a wild monkey. They were crazy. Like the, the way they move even, you can tell it's like, so intelligent like the way that this monkey was like shredding i forgot what fruit it was eating it was yeah 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 everything about it made sense yeah it's it's just crazy yeah they're super smart and it was like trying to get our attention and so when you started looking away it'd start throwing stuff near you 100 percent, like crazy bro it's like when i mean it's like when you see them like doing their fingernails you know what i mean like cleaning their fingernails yes and then, like, they'll roll up to their buddy and be, like, picking bugs off their back and shit. It's like... Yeah, that's And then the buddy's, like, obviously, like, he's like, thanks. You know? Oh, yeah. That's some high-order thinking. It's like, hey, man, let me get that off of your back, dude. You got a bug on it. And it looks good. So I'm going to, like, help you and eat it. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. that's... When you think about an animal doing that, you're like, is that an animal oh, yeah. or a human? Yeah, no. It, it, it's unusual. 
for sure. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's then nuts. meanwhile, I see a sloth a day later, and it's like in the same move. spot. It's just, yeah, yeah. It's just so lazy <laughs> for the whole week. Lame. I know. Like, wow, yeah, like, it's cool how different all of them are. So, so wait, when you when you were in Mama Carmen's like grinding away, did you have agents at the time, or were you yeah. kind of building it up? Yeah, like you know my buddies who just wanted to put a license with me. Mm-hmm. I never meant to start a brokerage. I was just like, honestly, I was just trying to like fill my time with something that was productive coming straight out of rehab. That's part. I was part of my aftercare and recovery is like, just make sure that you're filling your time in like a productive way and trying to like give back to whoever's in front of you. And then hopefully that means to society over time. And so I was in that mode, you know, it was just like what's in front of me, like do the best I can with what's right here, right now. And so then you ever bl- imagine it blowing up. To- no, gosh, no. Cause I've stuck with that. Cause early on I was like, wait, this actually works. Like if I'm in front of you, you get everything, you know? And so after a while I was doing it just to stay sober. And then I thought, well, this actually works. Uh, and so I just kept doing it and I still do it. Like even people always ask me and I never have had an answer. What are your goals for Collier and Associates? How big do you want to get, bro? I have never answered that question. I've never been able to, I've never even thought about it. You know, it's like, and maybe that's bad. I don't know, but I'm in the action business and then the outcome takes care of itself. Yeah. You know, it's like, I can't really control the outcome, but I can control the next right thing and the next right action. And then the outcome is given based on those actions. And so I've never thought like, I got to be a million agents and doing this much business. Like it's just not the motivating energy I want. And frankly, I don't think it works. And I think it's a little bit selfish. No. Yeah, well, what's crazy is, so, like, you're a super humble guy, obviously. Like, hate, you hate bragging. Like, I've pitched you some video ideas, and you're like, yeah, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to, like, step over and be braggy. But me, as an outside person, I mean, like, when I'm editing this podcast, if I can show a picture of Mama Carmen's, then a picture of this building we're in now. Like, that's crazy. And how long has it been since that day? Mm, Nine Eight and a half years. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's because this this building's insane. And I bet when you were sitting in Mama Carmen's, if I could have come up to you and said, hey, you're going to have a sick building down the road, you're going to be like, nah, <laughs> oh, no. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. No, I was just trying to like get as many refills as I could for free. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I wasn't thinking about like building a business yeah. that was going to be as big as it is. No, yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what's crazy to me too, is to see like the name it has made for itself in the area. Like me doing more real estate media stuff. When I tell people I do shoots for Collier and Associates, like they all know, like everyone knows who that is. That's a weird thing. Yeah. That's a weird thing, bro. Oh, I bet. It's weird. Sometimes I just want to be like crawling a hole when that <laughs> happens, you know? And I'm just like, it's sometimes I'll wake that guy. Well, I mean, sometimes I'll wake up and be like, oh, shit, are they going to figure me out that I really don't know what I'm doing? Like, honestly, it's like, oh, man, 
I'm in this situation. I don't know how, and they're going to figure out. I really don't know what I'm talking I, about. I feel like I can tell this, and, and if you want me to cut it, I'll cut it out. But the funniest thing was one of the first times I went and ate with you ever. And we went to Sassy's or some place. And when you go up to order, you used a different name to order. <laughs> and I was like, what's going on? Like, and you're like, I just weird. don't like everyone. Know. Like, yeah. And, and at first I was like, what? And then I'm like, wait, his name is literally attached. Yeah. And so yeah. Well, and I just like to throw people off. Oh yeah. Just like I like to just entertain myself sometimes. Yeah. You know maybe, what I maybe mean? Maybe one day the podcast will get to the point of hearing your secret place. I'm not I'm not gonna be the one to expose it. What do you mean? Your little secret uh vibey spot when I call you be like, Where are you at? Oh yeah. <laughs> the spot that this is, is the, the most unexpected. Bro, this is the first episode. Oh, I know. We gotta save some stuff. But bro, that's yeah. That's just like you though. Like that's that's what you're about. And that's what's cool. I think that's what's unique too, is cause a lot of brokerages and stuff, they take such a push it to the front, be on the headlines kind of uh way of doing it and and it's worked some in the past yeah but you kind of went like you said when you started it it's almost like you didn't really have like these huge ambitions you just kind of let it roll out and i think that natural rollout's what like made it what it was you know yeah i think you've got to think about your intentions and motivations in anything you do and and, and in business when you're trying to make change and and you're trying to grow something that you think can benefit people's lives it's like what are your motivations is it that or is it to be able to you know fly private and so like motivations when when they're not properly like coming from a place of like mutual benefit to the society or to the people that are working with you or whatever they just never last, you know, and they just burn out. And frankly, people can smell selfishness and they can feel kind of like that self-promoter thing going on that is just being done to fill an ego. And, you know, it's just like life's too short, you know, and so it's... and, And the thing is, it's so much better. The whole point in business really is to be able to like have a shared purpose with people because a shared purpose builds a relationship based on each individual's strengths and authenticity. And you're all using each other's personal attributes for a common goal. And that's the life hack. And it doesn't matter what it is, dude. Like if it's crocheting or like scrapbooking, if you're all in and you find other people that are all in and y'all are working together for a common purpose, then you can't fail. Yeah. No, that's, that's one thing that I've always thought. There's two things about Collier and Associates that me as like an outside person who really just shoots some videos for y'all sometimes thinks is the coolest. The first one, and we'll, we'll come to this in a second is how you're a marketing firm that sells real estate. That's crazy. That concept right there is insane. And I love that. Um, and the second thing is kind of the community you've built. I mean, when I come to this office and hang out and, you know, or even shooting like some headshots like yesterday, and I see 40, 50 agents hanging out here. Like I've been in other brokerages around the country. Like I've been in real estate offices and they're dead. Like there's no one there. Um, and so it's cool that you've kind of like you said about surrounding yourself. You've allowed your agents to surround themselves 
and you've continued to surround yourself with people who, because it's really about who you're around, right? 100%. So, I appreciate you saying that, too. Yeah. yeah. That's that's what I've always thought. I mean, you really do have a tight-knit community. Like yesterday, shooting some new agents coming in, and I'm shooting headshots for them. And every agent who walked up those stairs, it's like, oh, hey, it's so nice to meet. Wanted to meet these new agents. And what's crazy about that is if you really, like, break it down, they're technically competitors. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But they yeah. don't see it like that. That's why you got to watch Chimp Empire, bro. <laughs> I'm not even, <laughs> dude, I'm not even lying. So that's the well, here's the deal, bruv. Like, these chimps, they create this society that people adjust their behavior to live in. And so if you, Spence Daddy, can create a culture and you take an individual, most people are good, bro. Like, but you create this culture and maybe they are in another culture and it's not pulling all their best attributes and their best pieces of their personality out. And you plug them in a culture that does, that is one of freedom and openness and like no judgment, making business kinder and experts. Don't get it twisted. We're serious about what we do. You plug them into that culture and they become indicative and a reflection of the greater culture, yeah. just like the chimps. Yeah. No, like they're going, those chimps are going to get together and they're going to get based on cues with the other chimps who's kind of like running things, how to operate within their society and their group, and they get on board. So, I mean, it's human nature. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's definitely people who can do it alone, but those people are rare. They are far rare. and few. And honestly, they're the kind of people who can't work with other people. But the majority of humans, and chimps, I guess, have to be around people to succeed. Yeah, so I feel like that's yeah, 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 100%. Yeah. And you don't ever create your own success. No. Other sure. people create your success. Yeah. You never do anything in a vacuum that's good. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. always other people. I've always kind of thought that's maybe why I, and no offense to him because it's honestly, I've, I've been around it a little more. I've been shooting a video for Crystal Bridges. But I've always thought that might be a little bit of why being an artist is so hard because mm. they're usually those people I'm talking about who are very independent. They go sit in a room for 12 hours by themselves and work on something. They also are trying to kind of push something out by themselves, you mm -hmm. know? And that's why I think art's one of the hardest career fields in the world to get your name out because mm. you're doing it alone. I mean, it's about you, your name's attached to it. There aren't like giant art companies that are producing paintings and stuff. Like they go in museums. It's usually yeah. a person. Yeah. And so, well, I wonder why dentists have the highest suicide rate. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I wonder if artists have a really Is high. Is that real? Is that? Yeah. Actually, yeah. Crazy. Out of any occupation. But I wonder about artists. Yeah. I, I mean, don't know. I, I feel like artists have some... Like, we need people. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, you even live longer. Like, you don't die as fast if you have friends. Yeah. Like, if you're, like, around people and, like, working toward a common purpose. Good Did you know that? Good. <laughs> like, straight up, dude. Yeah, that's like, crazy. they've done studies. And, like, the, the tighter the social group, not the bigger, but the tighter, you freaking live longer. Yeah, dude, there's so many aspects. I've been getting into uh, 
actually a bunch of podcasts lately about like health and fitness and some of the fixes that they say like have the best studies bro they're all it's not like all these chemical like medicines and stuff it's like natural stuff that's what like, i mean hey, dude sun exercise like, you could literally smoke two packs a day and have some really tight friends and, like, tack on 10 years to your life. Yeah. You know, it, that's the hack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just join, like, like a cigarette-smoking group. Be smoking with your friends. That's what I'm saying. Like, you just join a group that just, like, smokes indoors. Yeah. That's you know, and you just live, bro. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, that's sick. Yeah, forever. I feel like, so... With Collier and Associates, kind of bringing it back to, because here was the first point that I made, and so I wanted to like bring it back to this, because this is, when you told me this, when we first started working together, I was like, yeah, I want to work with this guy. Like, this guy's sick. It was one of my biggest things, because here's the deal. As a content creator kind of guy, my challenge in like the video photo world is getting people to understand the value in marketing and the value in content. So for me, what I was thinking mm -hmm. is I met, I met you and the first thing you told me was, yeah, we're not a real estate company. We're a marketing company that sells real estate. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's how every company should be technically is marketing company that sells X or that monetizes X. And so what made Absolutely. you like, did you start like that? Um, no, no, I didn't. But if you have a product and you have a brand, but you're unable to expose that, what good are you doing? Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's so true. Like you could be a horticulturalist growing that right there, looking for business to help people, you know, but if they don't know that you're good at that and that you have the ability to grow plants, well, then you're not really able to help people and so yeah you got to have the trade you got to have the skills but if you can't create an awareness of those and create an awareness in a unique and creative way to show your value proposition then what's the point point? and so that's why I say yeah of course we sell real estate and we're really I mean we really are really are good um i'm not but the agents are <laughs> i'm not a very good realtor but the agents are and and they're experts and they're resourceful but if they don't have the ability yeah to let people know then it's crazy because it literally goes back we didn't even do this on purpose but it goes back to the art thing i was talking about dang i thought you were gonna say chimp empire no not chimp empire Get, i guess dang. i haven't seen it or i'd okay. probably be saying that but okay. the art thing too like how many artists i i wish i knew more about it but i know like vincent van gogh like one of the most popular artists I know that he didn't get popular until he had died. Yeah, yeah. And so it kind of is like that. Like how many really incredible artists uh, or chimps have mm. gone unrecognized because they couldn't get it out there, you know, because it's the marketing side. They're really good at art. And that's where you said you're not a great realtor, but I would argue that doesn't really matter. Yeah, maybe. Dude, or that's good though. A starry night. Like... Or who, whatever artist. It's like, huh. 
It's like they became famous once they were exposed based on their death. Yeah. Yeah, That was their best marketing. Yeah. (laughs) Unfortunately. Exactly, dude. (laughs) But I mean, if you're super like into your kids being rich, then that would make sense to just like die so you could get noticed and like sell a bunch of art and your kids would get rich. Yeah. But. Other than that, it doesn't seem like it would really be worth it. Seems like a high risk. High you risk. know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, just I wouldn't really. Because be the able. off chance that didn't work. Oh, yeah. yeah. Boy, it sure would. Because it's very possible, like, nobody would care even after you died, like, if I drew something anyway. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, the art side of things. But yeah, that's what I mean is it's, it's crazy because. It's like you were saying, like, if you can't show people, like I was saying this yesterday, I had thought of kind of a fix to a problem, but then the next problem is how do I show people I have a fix to a problem? You know, and that's business. Like what you called me about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's good. That's where it always starts. Always, dude. Like most of the best things happen to you and it's an issue for you. And so then it's like, how can I make this a non-issue for me? And if it's an issue for me and I can fix it, then you might as well go ahead and assume that it's an issue for other people. And if you can fix it for them, then that's your business. And so like, that's what you did with Collier and Associates. You found basically, because that's, you might not be great at real estate, but when I met, it doesn't matter. It's because you understand though, what realtors go through, what their pain points are. And you try to make it as easy as possible, right? Yeah. And that's there's a lot of inefficiencies that we recognized. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of things that we recognized. And we still are recognizing. But I think there were a few key things early on that we thought, hey, you know what? We could do this better. We could do this differently. And um, other people felt the same way. And so we were providing that for people. And they were taking advantage of it. Yeah. And it's attraction versus promotion. We don't like recruit or promote. It's like people are drawn to it or they're not. And when they're attracted to it, they automatically align. So the day they hit your culture, they add to it. Because mm-hmm. you're sharing a lot of the same interests and values if you create an attraction versus a promotion model. Yeah. No, there's definitely something about naturally getting people to come in. And like Onyx, like when I started helping out with some video stuff for Onyx, it was kind of like a... I had to ask them, like, hey, you cool if I, like, come hang out and, like, shoot some stuff? I loved it so much more because they didn't ask me necessarily, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, I wanted to be there. I liked the culture. I was, like, attracted to it instead of, like you said, like, it's something about when you kind of pull people in versus letting them come in. Yeah. So yeah. That's super cool, though. I'm not into trying to make somebody do something they don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Do you, have you noticed that like with fixing one problem, like a pain point in real estate, is there like two more that appear? Dude, there's, it's just shifting. It's always changing. Like you have to think, you have to think six months ahead and you have to think five years ahead all the time Yeah. or you get behind. Somebody does, everybody doesn't, but somebody in the organization has to, Yeah. you know, because we got a lot of different, especially with some of the new AI stuff coming out. 
you know, that has a lot of different implications. And wherever there's change, there's opportunity. So we want to be able to leverage that change and turn it into opportunity and be the first to do it. And so I love change. I want change. Change means an opportunity for me to fill a gap. That's all it means. It means an opportunity for me to get in front of my competition that may not be thinking about some of the implications of the change. Yeah. Well, that's what's crazy to me, too. It's like even you said AI, but even further back than that, like social media. Like I'd I'd say that just now, basically every agent's getting into social media. It's kind of a late trend for them. A lot of them was like kind of hesitant. Some of them jumped on it early on, and those tended to be successful. Yeah. But um, the agents who are like, like now every agent's on social media and there's things that come with that. For example, I'll get on Instagram and I'll see one agent who's talking about how interest rates are insane. Do not buy or sell right now. Hold off. They're going to come down. Mm -hmm. See another agent who's like, if you're going to sell and buy a new house, you need to right now because they're about to go up. And so there's all this, I mean, you're as a client, like me personally looking to buy a house soon like it's confusing yeah yeah. because i'm getting three different answers yeah and so i'm like that's why it's so key man you gotta you gotta pick the right expert you gotta pick the right person yeah in anything no but in real estate probably even more so because the purchase is so expensive or the sale yeah no i know it can be the difference i don't think people realize either because i know a lot of people it's popular to do for sell by owner, like just buy by yourself. But I, what I don't think people realize is how much money you're leaving on the table. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like one of those trade-offs where like, yeah, you can totally record the commercial yourself on your phone, mm-hmm. but you can also hire a professional. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think a lot of it is what's going on in the market too. But anytime you can expose your property to a greater number of people, increases competition and where there's increased competition there's increased demand and when there's increased demand then the yield is a higher price yeah economics real simple and so just from a very basic level um you know a real estate professional can expose that property i mean even for us we have protocols within our company with 220 plus agents that, you know, we have a digital office that we can put properties into. And and so even before it hits the market, day one, you're exposing that property to a large number of people that have a large number of buyers. And so the name of the game on a very basic level is to increase exposure, increase competition, increase demand, which increases price. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, that's what to me is like, one of the craziest things too about what we started this conversation with, which is the marketing firm that sells real estate is it's exactly what you said to the answer, which is you're using this agent, not only as a realtor who helps with all the paperwork and making sure all your ducks in a row and all that stuff, you're using this realtor as a marketing tool. I mean, you're basically hiring a marketing agency to sell your home mm-hmm. or to help you buy a home. Mm-hmm. And that's what adds so much more value from Collier and Associates. hundred percent, hundred percent. And that's what attracted me that I was like, wow. That's if you can, if you can get the, the kind of the presentation, the exposure, 
with some creativity, aka marketing, coupled up with the back end. Once you do have the actual practical experience with the realtor and it's next level and it's expert and it's high touch and it's high value and you get those two things together, there's your opportunity. And so in any business, marketing in and of itself alone means nothing. But when you pair it with next level service, with value add service, that means everything in the world. That means change. That means disruption. And that means being able to carve out a niche that makes a difference, that adds value to people on a larger macro level. Yeah. No, yeah, I completely agree. And next time, next time we do this podcast, I want to ask you kind of some of those key things that you did and implemented. Cause that's, I mean, we could go into an hour long episode of that because there's just so many little value adds. Cause I know you talk to me about them all the time, how I can help add them uh, just on the content creation. Yeah. 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 And so that's what's crazy is you're always thinking of how to kind of add value to agents and the people. And I think that's what a lot of business owners lose sight of. Are we doing this once a month? Yeah. 